Welcome to Seers, Beers, Knowers, and Doers, a podcast about intuition. Do you know what that is? Intuition to me is that inner sense for knowing that something is true, and yet I have no proof. But there's so many definitions, and there's so many ways it can come. I'm looking to bring together and share with you some amazing guests who have some amazing life stories and also some insights into how intuition can come. I'm looking to gather those crows in the trees. I hope you're one of them. I hope that this podcast inspires you to be more connected to your intuition. And I hope that by doing that, we make the world a better place. Thanks for coming on this journey with me. My guest today is a volunteer, a foodie, a person who is capable of almost any sort of carpentry, a cycling enthusiast. She's somebody who is a journey leader, a coach. She loves helping people see and reach their own potential. She has facilitated programs around the world, and she is the owner of Triple L Training. Today, I have the privilege of having Kathy Coleman join me. Thanks for having me. Speaking about yourself. Well, I'm uh, self-employed. I have my own company that I started uh, about four and a half years ago. I come from the corporate world originally. Training and development is my specialty. And I work a lot with StrengthsFinder and helping people find their innate talent and therefore their purpose. And I think your topic of intuition was so exciting because it was intuition that led me to where I am today. So I know. So it was awesome. it was wonderful, yes. And Yet every step along your way has become a toolbox, I imagine. For sure. From the stuff. very beginning, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I have, well, like so many people, you have lots of roadblocks and hurdles that show up in front of you. And in order to keep going, you have to find a way to go over, under, or around. And oftentimes, again, my intuition will say, oh, you need to jump over that one. Or this mm-hmm. one you're going to crawl under. So mm-hmm. it just depends on, you know, what happens and and who it happens to, and and what's going on for the direction that I take. I'm very fluid in my movement, so wherever wherever the world points me is the direction I take. So let's talk a little bit about the Strengths Finder. I've done it with you, and it was fascinating because I created my next phase of my life without having that insight. Right. Probably did that four years ago with you. I'm thinking. And when I did the Strengths Finder with you, the strengths that came up. I was like, I am doing that in my gig. Oh, I'm doing that part in my gig. Oh, I'm doing that part in my gig. And it was just so cool to see that what I'm doing now equated intuitively to these strengths. So to have that insight before I even went on this journey probably would have given me more confidence to do what I was doing. I think so. I think it's very validating in your situation that it validated all your choices, all your intuitive leaps, all of your decisions to take a certain path it's lovely that it validated that Mm -hmm. for you yes Um, absolutely and and gave you just that even that inner confidence to keep going and know that you're headed in the right direction I think for many people strengths finder is a moment of awakening the the biggest message I try to send to people is that we have such special gifts as individuals and Donald Clifton the founder of strengths psychology would tell you that each one of us does one thing better than 10,000 other people, which is kind of exciting if you can find out what your one thing is. Yes. And it's really about studying what is right with people, not what is wrong with people, which is what psychology studied for so long. Mm -hmm. And being the positive psychologist, 
guru that I am and the love that I have for that strengths mm-hmm. finder really drew me in, in, in a really large way. I think that when you understand your themes, it allows you to be who you are and celebrates that instead of so many people try to be something that they're not or work in a job that they're not good at. And I think if I just try a little harder, if I just work a little more, if I just give a little more of my time and my energy, that I'll get it. And it just isn't true. Well, the culture of gotta work hard, gotta work hard. Right. You know, the dog in a bone, work harder than the next guy is has been entrenched in, in society probably since the depression or even before that. So do you find it an uphill battle for people to embrace that you're trying to get them not to work another day in their life? Because that's kind of how I feel is that I'm Absolutely. not working. <laughs> so is that a conversation barrier sometimes with people or do they just go, finally, oh <laughs> It depends on the person. Sometimes they, they will be very celebratory and excited about the path that they choose. Uh, and other people just don't see how it could possibly be that way. Mm-hmm. And and I think that the difference is, is that it's not that you're not working when you're using your themes and your talents and your strengths, no. is that it doesn't feel like work. Right. So, you know, I could spend four days in training and development with great people in a classroom and, and learning and growing and being, and it doesn't feel a minute like work. Mm-hmm. I could be there all day, every day. I could, I would do it for free. I love it so much, right? Fortunately, I have to eat and <laughs> bills to pay, so you can't do it for free. But that's the whole message is that if it feels like hard work and it is hard work and you're exhausted at the end of every day, and you don't have the time and the energy for loved ones and activities that you enjoy, then you are probably not working in an area of strength. And when you are, all of those things don't even exist. When you leave work at the end of the day, you feel, you know, you might be tired based on the day, but you feel exhilarated by what you accomplished because that's what strength is all about. When you work on your strengths in an environment that allows you to use your strengths, you just keep getting better. There's no ceiling. Mm. So excellence just keeps showing up And you have those moments of, wow, how did I even do that? Or what just happened? Oh, my goodness. Like, what just happened? I How did I do that? And then you're looking back and you're trying to figure it out and recreate it. And then all of a sudden it just shows up again on another day. Those are moments to grasp onto and to really strive to achieve over and over again. When we go the other way and we're in a place that we shouldn't be Mm -hmm. and our strengths are not visible and we're not able to use them, the best we can ever hope for there is to prevent failure. We're never going to achieve greatness mm-hmm. or success. We will always just stumble along, finding our way to not fail, which is, to me, a really sad way to spend our life. We're humans. We, we were brought here to live and be vibrant and to support one another and to just make this an outstanding experience for our time here. And if you're doing that, that stumble and try to find your way and falling down and getting back up repeatedly... You know, it's it's not a life of joy, and that's what I strive for. Well, what I see, because one of my things is being everything's connected, is that you're just trying to create a, a pathway for people to live their authentic life and listen to their intuition. Because if right. they're working in their strengths, they're going to naturally be drawn to their strengths. Like, I was naturally drawn to my strengths because I was just like, what next? But, yes. So if you're giving them that tool in advance, then they're just going to be able to ramp up that much faster I would think so when I thought about okay Kathy Coleman I'm like this is just so mapping perfectly to what people need to hear if they're struggling and trying to figure out that what next you know because you're you're trying to put them in alignment with 
who they are in a very calculated way, in a sense, because you're sitting there doing a test on a computer, and somehow it generates this beautiful mirror of what you are authentically. Well, and I think if you're, if you're speaking about intuition and StrengthsFinder, I think when good things are happening, it's easy to hear more good things. So when I'm flying along in my training and development world and my positive psychology and all of that, as I'm working in it, I'm loving it. My brain is firing on all cylinders all the time and new ideas generate. And I, and I get a new idea and I thought, oh, I didn't even think of that. And so I start to, you know, work with that idea a little bit. And intuitively, it takes you to other places because it's fun and it's light and it's airy. And it just, it, it's like a wave that you sort of ride along for the joy of it, right? If you think about that poor individual who's tripping and falling and struggling, any ideas that come up are not going to be those exciting ones. It's going to be about how to get out of there or why am I here or why do I dislike this so much? So I think intuition often gets bred by the positive and, and love that we feel inside for things that we're doing and places we're going. The, the intuition for that person might be, you know, you got to get out of this job. But that person doesn't want to think that or follow that because it's scary. It's intimidating. Where am I going to go? I've got a family to feed. There's so much that impacts that intuitive thought mm -hmm. that most people won't listen. That's crazy. You know, really, it is. It <laughs> it's is. nuts. What yeah. are you doing? It's not secure to run and jump. And right. And, and how could you ever? And I mean, when I left, when I left my job, I had a, a really good management job at a really big company, great pay, great benefits, best benefits, top 7% in the whole country, pension, top pension, the whole works. And I was the major breadwinner in my family. And when I went home and told my husband that I was no longer going to do that job, all he could think about was, but, but what about the money? What about the money? But you know what? There's so much more to life than money, and I do just fine. So, it, mm -hmm. you know, you, you where there's a will, there's a way. I knew that I wouldn't let my family starve. I grew up waitressing and bartending. I knew that if I needed to do that for a little bit in order to supplement that I would, I had, and my intuition just kept, I just kept asking, what's the worst that could happen? Well, I don't know. You might have to go serve for a little while. Oh, sure. I could do that. So, you know, I'm a very resourceful person, but it's because I believe in, in making choices that are right for us. So mm -hmm. if I open this door and it's the right door, then the next door is going to open also. So I just intuitively believe that our path unfolds for us. There's always a bizarre safety net that happens That's in a it. crazy little way. That's it. Cool. So how do you know what is an intuitive <laughs> like? Like, what does yours look like? Mine, I hear. I hear mm -hmm. it. It's, there's always a little voice uh, inside my brain. And it's interesting because what I often say about intuition is I have a love-hate relationship with it. And the reason is because I love it because it presents itself readily to me. And then I hate it because sometimes I don't listen and I think, why did I not listen to that intuitive uh, little voice that played out of my head? And there's one instance in particular when my kids were little, my daughter was at an elementary school mm -hmm. and there's a parking lot. It was a winter time. It was freezing cold. I had to drop something off and I had my son who wasn't in school yet with me and I had to drop something off and I pulled into the parking lot beside the school and there was one area that was right beside the school but it kind of sloped down towards the road and I drove a big Ford van at the time and uh, just as I was pulling into that parking space I thought the first thought that came to my mind is don't park here you're not going to be able to get out like it was icy slanted forward I was driving in and oh. and that was just my thought and I was in a hurry I had another place to get I had to get my son out of the van it was close so even though that's what 
I heard, it is not what I did. I parked <laughs> there. And um, when I came out of school, I buckled my son all into the van. I got in it, put it in reverse. No way was I getting out of the <laughs> parking lot. And the van actually just kept sliding forward on the ice oh. towards the sidewalk, and then which was where the road was. Oh. Then I was having, you know, those moments of panic. And so I had to put the van back in a park, get the boy back out of the back seat, oh, go into the school, gosh. find a janitor. He got sand oh, and shovels <laughs> and three more people to help push my van back out of the place, all because I just didn't listen. And the whole time, all I could think was, you didn't listen. You didn't listen. You heard uh-huh. that this was not a good idea <laughs> when you parked here. Yeah. So I was late for my next appointment. It ended up being 10 times the trouble it would have been just to go like around Walk the corner. 20 when, more feet. Kind of thing. If 20 feet, right? Around the corner. So that's when I say I have that love-hate relationship. It's that I love it when I listen. And when I don't listen, I'm I'm always thinking, how come you didn't listen, listen. to that? Right. Yeah. I love my intuition. I think I'm very intuitive and I... I today listen much better than I did back then. My kids are 23 and 19 now. That was a lot of years ago. And over those years, that's that's what happens. And I hear it. And I and I also, the other thing, if something feels really good, it hits my whole body. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if I hear something and I'm talking with somebody and we come up with an idea, my whole body sort of lights up with goosebumps and, mm-hmm. and it runs from top to bottom. And I always know that that <laughs> is a good idea. Highlight, yeah. exclamation point, do <laughs> yeah. that, do that. Yeah, that was meant to be. So. Yeah, that is cool. I always love finding out how different people, because cause everybody has intuition, but not everybody knows what it feels like. They think of, you know, the rot in the pit of their stomach when something is bad, but they don't necessarily think of what happens when it's good, mm-hmm. you know, and people aren't always listening to what is good. Like I had a chat with a person in her early thirties and we were talking about food and how she's eating all the right stuff. And so intuitively she knows she needs to eat that food, but, but the red dyes on the meat and it wasn't until I said, like, the red should be on the inside, oxygen causes the brown on the outside. She was like, oh. Because we just get in this, we all do, we get in this little zombie mode of, well, there's only certain times I need to listen to my intuition. Right. Right? But your intuition, as soon as I said it, she was like, Ugh, I need to tell everybody. Yes. It's so true. But I think in instances that we do routinely, like grocery shopping, we don't necessarily listen because it makes sense that red is fresh. Red is. And somebody's done their marketing. and But then when you take it home and you slice it open and it's brown on the inside, it's like, <sighs> that doesn't make sense. Right. Right. But yeah. we don't even stop long enough mm-hmm. to see that that doesn't make sense because we'll just do it again, you know? And I, I did it for years and years and years. And now it ticks me off when I get sold. Right. So I find there's part of the reason why I do want to do this podcast is, yeah, we're super intuitive. Some people are listening all the time, but then there's these tiny little moments where it's, it's not there, mm-hmm. but I find it interesting that as soon as you flip the light onto that aspect of life, oh no, I need to go to the market. Oh no, I need to be buying happy eggs. And, right. and then you can't go back. Right, because then it just doesn't make sense. And it doesn't feel right Mm -hmm. either. So I just think it's interesting how it's everywhere, 
but because we're all so busy or whatever the circumstance is, there's different areas that you listen in. Well, then I think too, you know, when you, I think all of those points you make are so good. And I think what happens to us is a lack of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we don't live in a mindful world today. We're all on a hamster wheel, trying to get it done, trying to get to the next place, the next commitment met. You know, whatever that might be. And my goodness, if you're married and you've got kids and two mm-hmm. working parents and activities, like honestly, you mm-hmm. don't you don't have a moment to be mindful. Mm-hmm. You're just are in survival mode mm-hmm. in most of those days. So sure. I think we don't listen to intuition in those moments because it's much easier just to do what we've always done than to question and have to go to a different store right. to make another stop. For sure. Um, I don't know how parents do it. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly don't. Yeah. Well, it's, it becomes survival mode sometimes, especially when they're little. And everything is all happening at the same time. But you're right. I mean, if we did just listen for a moment and just chose a different route home so we could hit a different store or it would be a wonderful thing. And and I think, you know, mindfulness comes into play because if you're mindful, you're going to hear the intuition. Yeah. And if you're not mindful, you probably are not going to hear it or decide that it doesn't matter because right. it's easier to do whatever it is you're like doing in that moment. Spot. Like the parking spot. Yeah. Just, I love that honestly, example, though. We all have yeah, and examples. it created just so much trouble for me on that day, and all I had to do was just not park there. And, yeah. yeah. So big picture, little picture, any things that you have intuition about that you haven't done yet? One of the things what that speaks that? to Yeah, it's a great question, Heather. One of the things that speaks to me often is getting my message to a bigger audience. And I think that the online world is not my forte. I don't enjoy that world at all but I I think the message that keeps coming back to me is it's too special to not share Mm -hmm. and it needs to get out to more people because I'm in one little community dealing with some companies who have embraced it in Mm -hmm. their environment people students helping them nonprofits, helping students with career choices all those types of things but it's on such a small scale right now I mean it's great for me it's all I need but I think people need it think the message needs to get out so that's the nudge that I've been receiving for some time I am happy to report that I I appear to be heading in that direction with the help of of a new acquaintance which intuitively at the coffee shop was on the phone asking for something from someone that she couldn't get and I heard her and I instantly thought of someone who might be able to provide it for her and I just I intuitively felt like I needed to go over so I was all apologetic. I'm so sorry. I, I was I'm right there. I yeah. heard you. I heard what you were saying. Yes, yes. I just thought that this might be a place you might find that. And that little sentence led to a whole conversation. It turns out she's a digital marketer. Cool. And we have developed a friendship. We've met a couple times. And, and we're going to help each other. She suffers Lovely. a little bit from PTSD. I have some tools. She, she does digital marketing. I need those tools. Yes. And so it was just uh, just because I thought I could help her, uh, we've now created a whole new environment where we both will have the opportunity to do more of what we love to do. Right. Because yeah. I can't do digital marketing. The steps of the process just don't work for me. So. I'm not about that, the computer. I'm yeah. about people. So that and is awesome. It is awesome. And you know what? The strengths movement is out there. It, it really is. There's more than 20 million people worldwide have done the strengths assessment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the unfortunate thing is people do it, read it, say, well, that's cool, and put it away. Mm-hmm. And I think it really does take a coach to help you realize all the potential that exists within there. 
um, because if you you only know what you know and you don't know what you don't know mm -hmm. and when strengths is concerned I know quite a bit so I can help very very cool mm -hmm. well my goodness Kathy I so appreciate you coming today and being part of this well it was fun thank you for having me I, I had a great time great well until next time yes maybe we'll you, get Mary. you back <laughs> thanks a lot Thank you so much for giving us your time today. We truly appreciate our guests for sharing their stories and insights about how intuition has impacted their lives. And I'm so grateful for Peter Trainer for his time in giving me this original music. It's now your turn. It's your turn to listen and act on your own intuition and help make the world a better place. Until next time, keep seeing, being, knowing, and doing. If you like this podcast, please share it. If you want to find others like it, go to www.healingvitality.ca or wherever you would find your podcasts. We would love to have you join us on this journey. Come be a crow sitting in the tree. Be part of our community. <laughs>